Okay. All right. Get this all ready to go. Cameron. John? Letters. Wait, 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 Romans. Romans. Appeal. First and second. Mm, to the church at Corinth. First and second. Cor. Corinthians. Corinthians. Galatians. Ephesians. Philippians. Uh, Colossians. Yep. Um, first and second. Yes. First and second. Timothy. First. It's the three T's. First and second. Thessalonians. First and second. Timothy and Titus. Philemon. He. Hebrews. Mm-hmm. James. First, second. Peter. Yes. Uh huh. Rev. Revelation. Revelation. Yeah, not revelations, just revelation. There's only one revelation, not a bunch of them. Okay. Seth, did you get a haircut? Mm -hmm. mm, looks good. You can start now. Matthew. Mark. Ah. Mm hmm. First, second Corinthians. Mm hmm. To the church at Philippi. Philippians, yeah. First, second Thessalonians. Yep. Philemon, Hebrews, uh, uh, James, First, Chief of the Apostles, um, who's the Chief of the Apostles? The head honcho of the boys, the guy in charge, he denied the Lord. Mm-hmm. First and second Peter. Uh, mm-hmm. Jew. Jews. Jew. Jew. Revelation. All right. What is the first commandment? You shall have no other God. Yeah, let's say it together like we know what that's supposed to be. What is the first commandment? What does this mean? We should and we should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. You sh what's the second commandment? You shall not miss use the name of the Lord your God. Yes, this is from last week. What's the second commandment? You shall not Yes, what does this mean? We should so that we do not curse, swear, yes, lie, or deceive by his name. But what are we supposed to do? Yeah, call upon it in every trouble, trouble and give thanks. Yes, now, the one for today. What is the third commandment? Yes, let's say that again.
What is the third commandment? Yes, what is the Sabbath day? Sabbath? Okay, yes. Okay, uh, what does Sabbath mean? You're not wrong. I just want you to understand why those things are. What does Sabbath mean? Do you know? It means rest. The Sabbath day is the day of rest. So when we talk about the Sabbath day, it is Sunday. That's the day that is set aside. But what it means is not just that, oh, today's a day I don't have work or school. It's a day where you rest. And where does the Christian rest? There, it, you go to church to find rest, but there's someone you rest in. Jesus. Jesus, yeah. You find your rest in Jesus. And there, so you come to church on the Sabbath because, the, because church is where Jesus is. That's where you can see him. And how do you rest in Jesus on the Sabbath when you come to church? Sophie. Okay, in prayer, how else? Sophie? Communion. Communion, yes, in the body and the blood. And there's one other really big thing. Forgiveness. Yes, in the forgiveness of sins, that's a good one. But um, there's another one, and it particularly pertains to the catechism, the word. The word, yeah. And where is the word? Okay, sure, in the readings. Where else is the word? Yes. Well, yes. Jesus is the word. But I mean, where, if you think about the Sabbath and when you come to church, where do you think the part where the word is? Where is, where is the word, the way we talk about it? There's the readings. And there's one other really big part where there's lots of words, and you sit and listen to words. Sermon. sermon, right, which is the preaching. Okay, so, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. What does this mean? We should... Yeah, you should have no trouble with the beginning of any of these, because they all start exactly the same. We should fear and love God. So you should have absolutely no trouble with that. Every single one is the same. What does this mean? We should, so that we do not despise preaching or his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. You're holding it sacred and gladly hearing and learning it. You gladly receive the Lord and rest in him. You do not Burn him. You don't come and say, I hate being around Jesus. Okay? That's what this is. It's a commandment that's all about you because the Lord wants to take care of you. Keep working on these. You don't, we don't have class next week because I'm going to be out of town. You have an extra week. Work on that catechism. This is really a good opportunity for you since you have two weeks to make sure you know those first three commandments well. Yes, Cameron. What if we all, we, we all be in Caleb's class? Pardon me? What, what, what if we all be in Caleb's class? What's well, going to be awful hard if Carolyn's out of town too? <laughs> yeah, Cameron. It was a good idea, but I wouldn't have canceled class if, uh, if Carolyn was still going to be here. Yes? We can what? We can always Zoom me. No. <laughs> I've had enough of that. I don't do Zoom meetings anymore. Okay? One, one and a half years is enough. Yes, that was more than enough. I was tired of it even before it began. Okay. Where is, where is, where is school at that Yes, that's. That's no way to do school. I uh, I wouldn't do it. 
Okay, term quiz. Number one, the first five books of the New Testament, which are the foundation of the New Testament canon. I'll give you a bonus point if you can write down what the names of those first five books are, what each of them are, but what is the name of the group that all of them together are called the what? You get a bonus point for writing down the names of the first five books. But the term is, what is the title of that group of books that is the first five? Number two. The 14 New Testament Letters of Paul, either written by him or bearing his seal of approval. You also get a bonus point if you can name all of those books in order. You don't have to write them all down if I call on you and you can tell them all to me, you'll get them. But if you paid attention, the answer to that term quiz is in the definition. I already gave you the answer. Number three, a faithful woman, sorry, Sophie, a faithful woman, often a widow or the wife of a prophet who devoted herself to fasting and prayer and the word of God. Often the wife of a prophet she served the Lord and spoke for, forth and defended the truth of his promises. Number four. The New Testament song of Simeon. At the presentation of the infant Jesus in the temple. The Latin name of this song means now you dismiss. The song goes like this, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. It's sung in Vespers, which is a service of early evening, and in Compline, which is the last service of the day before you go to bed. And I'll give you a bonus point if you can tell me in what other service we sing this song. And lastly, number five. The forerunner of Christ. What is the name of the forerunner of Christ? The son of Zechariah and Elizabeth and the cousin of Jesus. the son of Zechariah and Elizabeth, the cousin of Jesus. He was the forerunner of Christ. And I will give you a bonus point if you remember the feast day of his nativity, which is different than the feast day of his death. The forerunner of Christ. Yeah, basically. Okay, do you need me to repeat any of these? Sophie. The bonus point for four. <clears throat> what? Well, number four is the New Testament song of Simeon. The bonus point is, you know that we sing it in Vespers and in Compline, but where else do we sing this song. That is your bonus point if you can tell me where we sing this song. Any others that you need repeated? Okay, Cameron, what is number one? The Gospels and Acts. The Gospels and Acts.
That is correct. And what are the names of the Gospels and Acts? Did you have them written down? Yeah. Okay, then they are? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts. Yes, if you have the term, the Gospels and Acts, you get a point. And if you have the names of the books, you have another point. Two points. Two points total. We're up for grabs on that one. Mason, number two. Seth, number two. Epistles of Paul. Yeah, the term is the 14 letters of Paul. And another name for a letter is? Epistle. Epistle. That's the answer. Yeah, letters of Paul. That's the answer. So it's the epistles of Paul. No, because because epistles are not... Some epistles are written by Paul, but some epistles are written by other people. This term was specifically the epistles of Paul. But can you tell me the names of the epistles of Paul? Sophie, can you tell me the names of Paul's epistles? Cameron, Paul's epistles. Okay, but I'm asking you right now. You have a shot at the bonus point right now if you can tell me the names of Paul's epistles. They're just books in the New Testament. The names of the epistles. No. Mason? It starts with Romans. Romans is the first of the epistles of Paul. First, second Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. First, second Thessalonians. First and second. Actually, I think first and second Thessalonians. And then the pastoral epistles, which are also of Paul. First, second Timothy. Titus, Philemon. Okay, those are all the epistles. All right, the epistles of Paul, not all the epistles. Okay, who just answered that one correctly? Seth, that was you that got epistles. Sophie, what is number three? Pardon me? Prophetess, that is correct. Prophetess. The big clue was the wife of a prophet. If there's a... Well, anyway. Number four, Cameron. The, the, the nunc dimittis? The nunc dimittis. That is correct. It just means... Nunc means now and dimittis means let me depart. Now let me depart. Cameron. Because it kind of starts with dimittis. Like, did you dismiss, kind of? Yes, kind of. Uh-huh. Okay, and Cameron, since you answered that, you have the first shot. Where else do we sing that? Epidemic? Yes, we do. That's not what I wanted you to say, though. I'm not going to give you that point. There's, there's a really, 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 really big place where we sing that. Mason? Seth? After communion. After communion. Was that what you were going to say, Sophie? Yeah. Okay. If you said or were going to say or wrote down after communion, that is correct. It is the post-communion canticle. You, we sing that when we're done with communion because, remember, we are just like Simeon. We have seen with our eyes Jesus, who is the salvation. So we say, like Simeon, Ah, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. Yes. And lastly, number five, Mason. John. There are lots of different Johns. I need you to tell me which John. John the the Baptist. Yes. Did you, Cameron? Did you mean John the Baptist, or did you mean John the Evangelist? Well, I just put, put, put John. Okay, but which did you mean? John the Evangelist or John the Baptist? The Baptist. Okay, I'll give it to you. But you have to be careful because there's, diff- there's John who is a disciple of Jesus who writes the Gospel John and the Epistles called 1st, 2nd, 3rd John. And then there's John the Baptist who is a different John who is the forerunner of Christ. 
as long as you meant that it was John the Baptist and not John the Evangelist, is that what you meant? Okay, now I'm taking you at your word on this. Next time that you have something where you have to write down the name and you think that it might be John, you have to specify which John it is. Either it's John the Evangelist or it's John the Baptist. Okay? Now, what is the date of his feast, Sophie? Is it February 2nd? No. No, but February 2nd is a feast day, and I'll give you the point if you can tell me which feast day it is. Not, I don't know what... No. I know, I know it's, it's the Jesus. It's the presentation in the temple. Oh, yeah. I can't give it to you. Seth? Um, I kind of guessed, is it March 13th? No, not March 13th. Anybody else? Cameron? Well, no. It, no. Well, it's a bonus point. You're not going to lose anything. Take a guess. You'd be a fool not to take a guess. December 24th? No, that's Jesus' nativity. December 24th is the nativity of Jesus. So John is born before Jesus. Mason, take a guess. Any guess. You got nothing to lose. This is a, the best gambling opportunity. August 45th. No, but you, you were the closest out of everybody. I, I June 24th. Oh, I, I, I just kind of guess my birthday. June 24th is his nativity. I was kind of still not that close to my birthday. All right, Sophie, how'd you do? Five. Okay, Seth? Seven. Cameron? Uh, five out of six. Mason? Three. Okay, the feast days are all, those are all going to be the ones that will get you. Those are good bonus points because you really have to know it to earn your point. But then next time it's June 24th and you come to church, and it's a Sunday, and you walk in and you see in the bulletin, hey, today's the nativity of St. John the Baptist. You can tell your parents, oh, I know what day it is today, and I don't even need to look at the bulletin, June 24th. There's a day coming up like that, I'll tell you. Um, October 18th, which is on Tuesday. That day is the feast day of St. Luke. The evangelist, the one who wrote the gospel. Okay, yes. I'm my is that your? Yeah. Oh, which what's which day is your birthday? The fifteenth. Oh, the oh the twenty seventh. Someone's birthday's on the fifteenth. That's yours. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I remember. I remember that there was a beerman who was born on the fifteenth. A beerman. A beerman. Are there multiple beermans <laughs> born on the fifteenth? All right, smart Alec. You just you just earned yourself a one-way ticket to the pain train. Okay, Luke chapter three. Luke chapter three. Miss Smart Alec, you'll be the first one after me. We'll go in your direction. That's what you have earned. Okay. Okay, starting at verse 1. Now, in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, who is Tiberius Caesar? Sophie. I was thinking of a guy. It's all in the name. What does Caesar mean? When Jesus says, render to Caesar... What does he mean by Caesar? There's a place in here, and you know it has Caesar in it. You, you Beermans, <laughs> you're kind of, you've got Beerman blood in you too. Oh, you're outnumbered, Mason. You, you don't have any Beerman blood. Uh, the Germans, it's what your, your father, and your uncle wants to name his dog. Do you, what is that name? I forgot. No. He wants to have a German shepherd and he wants to name it. It's not Kaiser. Kaiser, yeah. Yes. Mason. You may, yes. 
He wants to name his dog Kaiser, and Kaiser is the German form of Caesar. Who is Kaiser? Yes. The German form of Caesar. <laughs> yes, but why does it matter? It's a it's a title. Who is Caesar? Who is Kaiser? Is he a king? Higher than a king. What would you call someone higher than a king? Um, Starts with an E. I know. Someone who rules in Rome. Empire. Empire is the whole kingdom, and the person who rules the empire is emperor. Yes. So Caesar is the emperor's. And what is the name of Caesar? It is Tiberius. Which Caesar is it? Is it Augustus Caesar? No, it isn't no. Augustus. Is it Titus Caesar? No, it's Tiberius Caesar. It's Emperor Tiberius. Augustus? Yeah. Yes. I thought that that's what you were thinking of. Okay. So it is the emperor. So this says Tiberius is now the emperor of Rome. Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea. Who's the governor of Judea? Pontius Pilate, yeah. Herod being Tetrarch of Galilee. Who is the Tetrarch? Um, yes? Herod. Yes, Herod the Tetrarch. That's the son of the Herod that killed all the babies. And Philip, his brother, Tetrarch of Etruria and the region of Trachonitis and Lysanias, Tetrarch of Abilene. Why does St. Luke talk about all the names of these people? Why does it matter that Pontius Pilate is the governor and that Tiberius is the emperor? Sophie. So we know who's who, but why does it matter that we know who is who? Okay, we, so we know who the characters are later when it comes back. Sure. Uh, what about when you read a history book? When you read a history book, do they tell you all, all the names of the people? Or does it say, well, there was just some guy here, and then this guy went over here. And, what? All the people? Yeah, names all the people. Why? Why do you need to know the names of the people? So you, so you know, like, who they are. And yes, and? Who is who? Because they said he sure. said him. Mm -hmm. We don't know who said who. Sure. It, it tells you something about history. When it has all the names, it tells you this is something that really happened and here are the names of all the people. This is how you know it's real because these are all of the people and here's all the details. If I told you, well, I went town to the store the other day and you wouldn't believe the thing I saw. And, you know, I, I was there with some friends and there was a dinosaur that just, it, it, it crushed the gas station and then just kept on walking down the highway. Boy, you wouldn't believe it. It is blue. Yeah, would you, would you believe me if I just told you that? No. No, but if I said, well, I was down at the gas station with Bruce Bierman and Ian White and Greg Bierman... And Letitia Oswald and Christopher Bierman, and we were all there together, and we all saw a big dinosaur walk. Then would you believe me? No, maybe. Yeah. Well, maybe not. But but if I named all the people, what could you do? Well, Cameron. I know for one thing that I possibly wouldn't really believe you because dead dinosaurs all are extinct or dead. Okay, but if I named all of the names. Seth? You can ask them. Yes, first of all, in that instance, you could go and ask them. So if I told you that big story, you could go and ask Gregory Bierman, or Ian White, or Christopher Bierman, or Letitia Oswald, or Bruce Bierman, although you might not want to ask Bruce Bierman. He might not, because he might not always tell the truth, would he? No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, they would be able to corroborate, which means say this actually did happen. We really did see it. But also it gives some history for it. So that when you, if we wrote down a history book, we could say all of these people were here. And then you say, oh, that really happened. 
Okay? So this is setting the stage. Now you know the people, but you also know the history. You know where they are, you know who they are, you know what time it is, you know all of it. Verse 2. Oh. Um, during the high priesthood of Annas. Caiaphas. Yeah, why is it important to name Annas and Caiaphas? Sophie. So, we know... Who are Annas and Caiaphas? Seth? Are they in the priesthood? Yes, they're the high priests. Do you remember the names of the high priests that... Try Jesus? Yeah, was it wasn't well, well, one said, right? No, that's his uncle. That's his uncle, you goof. Uh, the high priests. Jesus is brought to the high priest's house and they condemn him and then they send him to Pontius Pilate. And the name of the high priest is Caiaphas. So Annas and Caiaphas are here. They're important because they are the ones who condemn Jesus to death. Continue. Okay. Um, the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. Yes, and which John is that, Sophie? John the Baptist. Correct. Cameron. And he went into all of the region around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. As okay. Yep, continue, verse 4. As May. it is written, book of the words of Isaiah, the, the prophet, saying, oh, the, 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 voice in one, the voice of one crying in the wilderness could prepare the way of the, the Lord, make his path straight. Mm -hmm. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked place shall be met, made straight, and the route was smooth. Rough ways. Yeah, rough rough ways. ways, smooth. Okay, so first of all, what word of God comes to John? What does that mean? That the word of God comes to him? Do you know? It means that the Holy Spirit comes upon him and fills him with faith in Christ. And in the promises of God. Which is why John recognizes Jesus even when he's just a baby in the womb. What does he do in the womb? Do you remember? When Mary comes and Jesus is in her womb and she visits her cousin Elizabeth. John hears the word of the Lord and does what? He leaps in her womb because he already recognizes uh, the Lord and he's already got faith and the Holy Spirit is already on him. And what is he called to do? What is John the Baptist called to do? To be the forerunner. What does the forerunner do? Bless you. What's the forerunner? The one who goes before. John goes before to make ready the way of the Lord. And what does he preach as he makes ready? Preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. What is repentance? Yes. Are you like saying what you've done? That's part of confession. Uh, to confess is to say what you've done. To repent is... To repent is to turn away. So when you repent, you give it up and you turn away from it. It means to be brought to the knowledge of your sin. So now I recognize my sin and to cast it away and to run away from it. So when John baptizes, his baptism is different than Jesus. His baptism is a baptism of repentance. He baptizes you into repentance so that when Jesus comes, you can say, oh, I can get the forgiveness of sins because I am repentant. Okay? Why does John go into the wilderness? Sophie. Um, to tell... Wait, hold on. 
voice of one crying in the wilderness. But why does he go into the wilderness? Because he is like one of the great prophets. The prophet who called down fire from heaven. Do you remember his name? Elijah. He goes out into the wilderness like Elijah. Uh, okay. Continue. Um, and is it me? Yep. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Yes. What do these words, these are from the prophet Isaiah, what do these words preach about John? What do they say about him? If he says, this is who I am, and that's what these words are saying, what, is, what are they describing? How does all flesh see the salvation of God? Yes. It's, it repents and it looks to... Does it look to John? If Mason is John, do I say, well, I'm repentant of my sins and now I think you're the guy who's going to save me? Well, I sure think so. Is that how... Is that... No, who is it? Jesus. Right, because John is pointing them to someplace else. He's getting them ready and then pointing them on to somebody else. Okay? Now, let's continue. Then he said to the multitudes that came out to be baptized by him, brood of vipers... Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Why did John call them a brood of vipers? Yes. Because they came to him instead of God. Yes. Now in Matthew's gospel, you hear that the people who come that he calls vipers are the Pharisees. It's a bunch of group of groups of Pharisees and scribes. Now, are they coming to him because they believe? And are they coming because they are repentant? Just take a guess, yes or no? You've got a 50-50. No, that's right. That's why he calls them a brood of vipers. They're coming because they want to see what's going on. They are not repentant of their sins, though. Therefore, verse 8. What, is, what, are, what does it mean to bear fruits? Yes. Yes. Okay, but what for you though, Sophie? If I t- if John the Baptist says bear fruits. If he's talking to you and he says, "Now Sophie, bear fruits." You're not a tree and you're not a plant. How do you bear fruits? Yes. How no, how do you Fruit doesn't grow on you. I can't pick a strawberry off your cheek. And I can't pull blueberries out of Mason's nose. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. So what does it mean to bear fruit? Yes. But what does having fruit mean? When you plant an apple tree, do you plant it just to look pretty or do you plant it because you want something from it? No, you want apples from it. And then when it bears fruit, it's giving you the thing that you're supposed to get. The tree exists to produce apples. So if you are supposed to bear fruit, that means you exist to do something. What does it mean to bear fruits? It means to do good works. Bear fruits worthy of repentance. If you are really repentant, then act like it, he says. If you're really repentant, then turn away from that wickedness. Come to get a baptism of repentance and believe in Christ and look at him. Bear fruits. Continue, Sophie. Um, in keeping with repentance and do not begin to say to yourself, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. Mm-hmm. It, 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 even you know the, the Acts is 
as a laid to, to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So the people asked him, saying, What shall we do then? He answered and said to them, He who has two tunics, tunics let, give, let's, let him give to him who has known and he who has food, let him do likewise. Yes. That is the, what the life of faith looks like. The, if you are truly repentant, then you turn away from wickedness and you follow in faith Jesus. Faith, or excuse me, repentance and the life of repentance, like what John says, hey, repent and be baptized, live a life of repentance, bear fruits of repentance. It is lived according to the gospel of Jesus. What Jesus does, that's what the repentant person does. If you have two tunics, you keep one for yourself, but give the other one away to someone who doesn't have it. That's why we have alms where we give to the poor. We help one another because we live lives of repentance where we're bearing fruit. You see how that works? Okay. Uh, continue. 12. Mm -hmm. oh, tax collectors also came to be baptized and said to him, Teacher, what shall we do? And he said to them, Collect no more than what is appointed for you. Oh, soldiers also asked him, And we, what shall we do? And he said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by treats or threats or by false Accusations <clears throat> and be con content. content with your wages. Yeah, what does it mean to extort? Or if you have an, a Bible like mine, it says to intimidate anyone. What does that mean to extort or intimidate? It's like, oh, yeah, Seth? Threaten. threaten for what purpose? Yes, threaten to get money. So if you're a soldier, <clears throat> you don't throw your weight around you. Well, I'm a soldier. I'm going to collect your taxes and you're going to give me a little more. You don't say that. You only collect what you're supposed to get. It's like the bully at school who says, no, you're going to give me your lunch money. And why do you give him your lunch money? Because you're, you're afraid. afraid of him because he's big and strong and he's threatening you. He's extorting you. That's what it is. Yes, Sophie. Well, then they're not very scary, are they? They say, give me your lunch money. Mm-hmm. I have any. All right. Continue. Uh, Fifteen. Now, now as the, the people were in expectation and all the reason in their hearts about, about John, well, whether he, he was the, the Christ or, or, or not, John answered saying to all, I indeed baptize you, you with water, but no matter thing. But I, one mightier than I, one mightier than I, is coming, which, whose, mm-hmm, sandal, sandal strap, I sandal strap, I am not wor worthy to lose. He with baptize. He will baptize. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Mm-hmm. Seventeen, Seth. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing for and to gather the wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn and will un unquenchable fire with. With unquenchable fire. Yes. So who do the people think that John might be? Yes. Christ. The Christ, yeah, the, who is the Messiah, the Savior. And he says, what about it? Is he the Christ? 
No, he says, I'm not the Christ. <clears throat> but he says, uh, one is coming who's mightier than I. And John baptizes with water, but how does Jesus baptize with the Holy Spirit? Fire. Okay, but fire is the mark of the Holy Spirit. Like on Pentecost. What, what happens to the apostles? Fire. Yeah, when the Holy Spirit comes. So how does Jesus baptize with the Holy Spirit? What does that mean? John just baptizes with water, but Jesus is baptized. Jesus baptizes with water and the Word, and in His baptism, in Jesus' baptism, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes upon. So, how do you get the Holy Spirit? How do you receive the Holy Spirit in baptism? So, when Jesus brings His baptism around, it's better than John's baptism because it's one with the Holy Spirit. And with many exhortations, he preached to the people. But Herod the Tetrarch, what, is, what does it mean that Herod is a Tetrarch? Do you know? Means that, is that? King, maybe. Yes, it's a particular kind of ruler. He's, he's ruler over a, a quadrant, one of the, a fourth. Uh, a fourth of one region. So, think of it like this. If there's a man who has a big plot of land and he has four sons, and then he dies, he cuts his land into four pieces, and then each of his sons gets one. Each of those sons is a tetrarch, because they each rule one quarter. Mm -hmm. uh, Herod the tetrarch being rebuked by him, that is by John, concerning Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, and for all the evils which Herod had done, also added this above all, that he shut John up in prison. Why did Herod put John in prison? Because John told him that he was sinning by sleeping with his brother's wife. How, how would that be sinning? How would that be sinning? Yeah. His brother is married to a woman that he is now pretending to be married to. More than dating. Yeah, it, when, it, when I say sleeping, Cameron, I don't mean that they're having a slumber party. I mean that they are behaving like a husband and a wife, but they are not a husband and a wife. And in fact, it is his brother's wife. Well, yeah, wouldn't his brother get mad? Well, that, that, sure. That he, he's hanging out with his wife? <laughs> You'd think. But Herod doesn't seem to mind that he's doing that, and he doesn't think it's wrong. And John tells him that it's wrong, so he puts John in jail. Wow. Uh, the world will always hate the gospel because the gospel calls sin, sin. Where there is sin, there's need of repentance and if you, want, if you would rather be a sinner, then you don't want to repent. And then you hate everything that is the gospel. Now, I'm going to finish this. When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended in a bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved Son. In you I am well pleased. Why was Jesus baptized? Yes, Sophie. Let's think about what baptism is. What is baptism? Yes, sir. Sure, you were about to say something else. What were you about to say? sounded like you were. Maybe you, you weren't. It's a, we would say it's also a washing. So in order for the water to be clean, to wash you, it has to be made clean to wash you. Jesus is baptized to make the water clean. When you go into the water, all of the grime on you is washed off into the water, making the water dirty. And Jesus goes into the water and sucks up 
all of the grime into himself and makes the water clean for baptisms. That's what happens. You go into the water of baptism to get your sins forgiven and to get rid of them. Jesus goes into the water of baptism to take all of your sins and put them on himself. Then he takes them all where? Mm. Where is where is the place where Jesus takes your sins? Oh, um, to the, uh, oh. To the cross? Yes, he takes them to the cross, and that is where all of your sins die. But it doesn't work unless he's baptized. He's baptized into your sin, and then when you are baptized, you are baptized into Jesus. Okay, and why is the Father well pleased with him? Because by being baptized, Jesus is taking the sins of the world upon himself. He's acting in mercy for the salvation of man. Now, here are your terms. You have the baptism of our Lord. That's Jesus beginning his public ministry, being baptized. There is the Son of God who is the second person of the Trinity. There is the Holy Trinity, that's the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Lamb of God, or the Agnus Dei, I would always rather that you call it the Agnus Dei, which just means Lamb of God. That's a song we sing in the divine service. O Christ, thou yeah. Lamb of God. Well, if we do do the Lamb of God, yes. can we write? You can, but I would, I'm saying I would prefer that you write Agnus Dei, because that's what we call it in the divine service. So we can do either. You can, but I would prefer that you do Agnus Dei. Hint, hint. Okay? Are you picking up what I'm laying down, sister? A little. A little? Pick it up a lot, okay? Well, of course it's easier, but Agnus Dei is more correct. Okay? Then you have Judah or Judea. And the last one is the blessed exchange. This is what happens in Jesus' baptism. The blessed exchange. Jesus trades places with you. You go into water to get clean. Jesus goes in to get dirty. Okay? The blessed exchange. And your catechism is commandment number four. Honor your father and your mother. Now... Work on the, those other commandments. Don't let those fall by the wayside. Okay? All right. Time for devotion.